Hi, my name is Elizabeth. I live in Portland, Oregon. Uh, I have a four-month-old daughter named Lulu. And on the topic of parents, um, I never actually thought that I would have another human bodily fluid inside of my mouth and have it not bother me. For example, right before we made this phone call, my daughter uh, was laying down on our bed, and I leaned over to kiss her, and she spit up chunks in my mouth. And uh, apparently I seem fine with it, so there's something. Uh, thanks. Cool. Bye. Song time. Do what we supposed to do. We shut it down. Oh man. Welcome to Telefriends, where we're playing the messages you leave at 304-518-Jams. Jams. <laughs> My name is Bo, and filling in for Casey today is author, satirist, podcaster, and three-time Jeopardy champion Neil Pollock. Hello, Neil Pollock. Well, hello. Uh, thanks for uh thanks for having oh, me. Oh, thanks for doing this, man. It's good to meet you. Yes. Um, yes, I, I am a fatherhood expert, so thank thank God I'm here. <laughs> For sure. We have a lot to talk about on the yeah. subject of, of fatherhood and parenting in oh, general. Oh, God. God help everyone. <laughs> so the conceit of the show, as uh, listeners know, but and, and, and you're finding out now, is that I've heard all these messages. You haven't heard any of them. Uh, we just heard uh, a, 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 a lady with baby throw up in her mouth that sounds it sounds i, I was wondering is she a bird um <laughs> she's no, a bird but, in no, no but i mean you know look i mean what are you gonna do you have a you have a little baby yeah. and it's gonna throw up and sometimes it'll get in your mouth i mean you're anyone who's been a parent yeah yeah i mean you could be disgusted by it in the moment <laughs> but you're, you can't hate the child for right. that just just fucking just brush your teeth <laughs> and have a you know have a have a drink and just and you know and or three and yeah, that's that's just what it is it's there's nothing to feel bad about is what i'm saying <laughs> fair enough it's normal uh we have a we have a we have a call directly uh who wants to know some stuff all right from you cool hey it's Molly. i've got a question for your special guest this week um, so, Neil, I have a new baby, and I really like that baby, and I also really like yoga. I'm just trying to figure out how I might be able to combine the two. wondered if you have any wise words about yoga with babies. Thanks. Have a good up. Bye. You know, well, first of all, I think that yoga is part of a good part of any period of your life, whether you're yeah. a new mother, whether you're you know, single or married, you know, it, it gets you through whatever crisis you're in at the moment from birth to death. Sure. It's not easy always. So, yeah. So if you have, and you know, as a new mother, it's, you know, it can be very stressful. So I think it's good to, con- to want to continue your yoga practice, but there's also this attachment uh, situation with the baby. So there's a couple ways you can do it. You can either go to a yoga with babies class, which some cities and studios offer. Oh. It's not the same as like, because you have to be there with your baby, so it has to be more gentle. And you know, if you're ready to work out, and then the other thing, right. I mean, let's face it, the only other thing to do really is to get a babysitter. Yeah. And if you can't afford a babysitter, then you have to practice at home when right. the baby's uh, yeah. asleep. 
And uh, if you don't have a place to practice at home, I, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of ifs, but I'm, you can always practice yoga. You don't necessarily have a class. And when you can get a sitter, if you can get a sitter, then go out and, you know, treat yourself to yoga. And, uh, you know, it's tough, but what, the one thing you can't do is, is, like, bring your baby to an adults-only yoga class. That seems like a bummer. It happens. And I've seen it, and I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm out of here. Right. Not that I don't want moms and dads sometimes it's dads to do yoga it's that i you know sometimes there has to be some adult space so we either go to a moms with babies class sure do it at home or get a sitter and you know if uh molly you can hit me up on on twitter if if you want a suggestion <laughs> for some videos or something or just there are lots of lots of places you you'll get through it you'll do yoga it'll be great can i tell you about my, my experience with yoga and why i'm bad at it um Oh, yeah, sure. sure. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> please, please. I, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but whatever. I don't like uh, every time I'm in a yoga class. I, I'm generally the only dude in that yoga class, mm. and like that's bad. Huh. Yeah, it's a well. I, my thing about it is like it's a well. Here's the, I don't want to like inflict the fucking tyranny of the male gaze on like a bunch of people. And meanwhile, I'm bad at yoga, so I want to like that, look well. at you to like see right. what I'm supposed to do, but I don't want to tri- like gross you out. So I just like. Weirdly, end up like looking at nothing or maintaining eye contact with myself in a mirror, and I look like a psychopath. And so I well, just you, like don't. Well, know. you look, man. You definitely need to do some yoga. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> no, seriously, because here's the thing. Here's the thing about yoga, right? Is that there is no good or bad. I know I sound like Yoda, but it's true. Right. There only is, and if you are, you know, sensitive enough to know that you're, you know, you're just like you're. The women are going to know if you're not leering or hitting on them. It's okay. Right. They're there doing their own thing. Just go in, do your practice, and do you know what? Also, the one the one thing is maybe you are probably going into classes full of people who are pro Joe yoga people who can jump around and yeah, and that's the wrong place for you because yeah, you, there's you, like wild inversions. Yeah, no, I'm that's like, not for you. You're a beginner for sure. So go to a beginner's class, and then it'll be more normal. That makes sense. That's all it is. You know, it's like. Yeah. When you're you need to start gentle with normal people, and then someday <laughs> I do all the jumping around stuff. But I've been practicing for 15 years. Whoa. I'm, I'm you know, and so it's like I'm just saying, like I, I there is a, um, and then you just kind of gradually challenge yourself, and in, in, right, and I can I, I can suggest some some teach some videos yeah, yeah. and stuff for to you too. I mean, I'm totally. always happy to let everybody know new mothers like Molly or. Guys like you, just dudes like you. <laughs> old weird dudes. And there's old weird dudes, whatever. I'm an old weird dude who does yoga. It's for everyone. Yeah. If you want to do it, you'll find the space. Yeah, yeah. And the time. I'm That's in. All. I'm, I'm, yeah, it's, I'm 100% in. So last episode we had a call. Uh, last episode was about love. Mm. And we had a call about uh, two people sort of like doing nothing together. There was two yeah. people. This guy had run across two people who were reading books together uh-huh. and he was like i can't tell if this is sweet or uh or just like sitting next to each other on a bench reading books yeah that's all right that sounds good to me too so we have a follow-up call about okay this. hey guys i like literally just finished listening to episode 31 awesome. so i wanted to call and say like i personally think that two people being able to chill alone together but doing something but kind of doing it by themselves but on like the same couch or in the same room is like one of the greatest things about being in a relationship. 
I constantly, I can't tell you how many times I've like been reading a book or like on my laptop or something with my legs kind of just thrown over my husband as he's playing the Xbox on the couch. And we're like, we don't even talk to each other. We're just doing our own fucking thing. But the fact that we're like in the same room together, just chilling is the best because it's almost really lonely when you read a book on a couch in the middle of the night by yourself. But if you're reading a book on the couch with your husband sitting right next to you, it's, it's like way less lonely and just super awesome. But yeah, also... I have a question because I've been walking around downtown a lot lately. What is the appropriate amount of time to like make eye contact with somebody when you're walking past them on the street? Because I don't fucking know, and it's awful. I like give them two seconds up, and then I look at my feet, and I give them two seconds, and I kind of do like this weird smile, like hi, but not really say anything. Please help because I'm dying. Thank you. Bye bye. See, my well, answer is zero seconds. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I live in Austin. I don't walk down the street and with people. Yeah, I, I you'll dro- burst I dro- into flame. Yeah. Uh, so um, I don't. I don't know. I just it doesn't really matter. But you know, <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? I, I, you know, I, mean, I sometimes I'll like give them a big grin and be like, hey. Um, they don't like people. Don't like that. Um, I don't. I don't do it that much though. The last but I, I would. That doesn't matter. But I, uh, the thing about uh, being able to. Um, Chill with your spouse on the couch. That sounds like a healthy relationship. Yeah, to it sounds me. good to me. Yeah, um, I feel like that's sounds good. The majority I, of my life, which is my favorite shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you're going to get married, it should be someone who like, you know, allows you to do your own thing and thinks whatever you do is is fine. <laughs> that's, I, yeah, that's uh, 17 years I've been married. So just generally, that's generally the yes. Uh, I last time I was like really walking around downtown, I uh, a stranger approached me to see if I could sell him psychedelics. And I was like, I don't know what kind of vibe I'm giving you, dog. But I, No, I can't no one ever asked. No one asked me for shrooms. <laughs> Sorry, dog. No one ever asked me. I'm too old. I just don't, I don't feel like I give off a shroomy vibe, but maybe I do. Well, I don't know. I mean, it happens every time. <laughs> no, it, the, the last time this happened. No, I mean, right. that just, that's just something weird that happened. <laughs> um, In the universe, everything's going to happen at least once, so. The like what what it, like the prompt for for telefriends is always like you know uh, ask a question tell a story make a recommendation mm. pose a topic do whatever so um, we have a gentleman who's I'm called him it. This is the, cool. the theme is parents a, a gentleman yeah. called him with a story about parenting okay when I was ten years old about my mom had just gone back to work as a teacher after being a stay at home mom for until then my brother was about six um, so at that time she'd leave early and uh, my grandpa would come pick us up and take us to school so. One morning, we're uh, tying our shoes on the stairs like we did every day, and she was about to leave for, for work, and we're waiting on my grandpa, and she says, kids, I got some news. Um, your dad and I just, just can't get along anymore, and uh, um, we're going to get divorced. So today at school, you need to think about who you want to live with, and by the time you get home, um, let me know, because we've got to tell the judge this afternoon. Whew. And she just leaves, gets out of the car, and drives back down the long driveway, and, and goes. And my brother and I look at each other and you know, just start crying. And um, then all of a sudden she reappears in the doorway and says, April Fools! And we look at each other and then back up to her and just say, April Fools. What's um, April Fools? Well, I mean, that is technically an excellent prank. Yeah, for sure. A, and, uh, and a but obviously deep, to the But obviously deeply traumatizing <laughs> for that poor guy. For sure. You know, I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty sick. Um, it's throwing you right into the deep end of April Fool's Day. Yeah, and you know, it's just like, all right, well, mom has a sick, sick sense of humor. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, it's just that's it's very bizarre, but I mean, it's 
frankly, it's better that it was an April Fool's joke than the reality yeah, he was for describing. Sure, yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like, so your mom played a kind of mean and inappropriate prank, but <laughs> at least you didn't have to go to school and like decide, think, <laughs> think about which parent you wanted to live with. Can you, that, that's the oh, speaking of, I feel like we should uh, if you, we I, should I talk about um, we should talk about extra credit because oh yeah, a, I'd like to do that. You're a professional parenting expert. This is why we're talking yes. about parenting yes. because you have a kick-ass podcast oh, that I've been listening you. to all weekend. Thank you very much. Um, well, it's uh, it's on Audible.com uh, and uh, it's one of their channels. It's yeah. going to be on iTunes in the fall, but right now it's only on the Audible. Rad. Uh, app and you can you can also listen to it through Amazon Prime. I have to give this whole spiel because it's <laughs> it's at the moment like it's still like unless you're in the app, it's hard, semi hard to find. Yeah. Anyway, but it's a store show. It's like a show where I uh, I, I try to teach my uh, teenage son. He's 14 now. What he's not learning in school because there are yeah. like these huge gaps in our in our school curriculum and uh, and not just in Texas but nationwide as we're discovering. And I'm just trying to. It's like a homeschooling project. He still goes to school, right? But we do the we have these adventures. We we do interviews. We uh, give each other shit. You know, it's really um, it's kind of a father son buddy comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not. I mean, hey, you're like the Nick Nolte, and he's like Eddie Murphy. Well, I was like, I feel like it's more like a. I mean, like I'm kind of bumbling and and loud, and he's kind of chill and yeah. like sardonic, right? And so it's like almost like a Chris Farley, David Spade oh, vibe. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I mean, also it's like just our actual relationship. Right. Um, but yeah, so it's like, so he's, so, but he and I are like, um, we're, we just, we're like a, a team. I, you know what? Like the a Batman that... and Robin type thing. It's really, uh, except that he's my actual son. Right. Not my <laughs> not ward. <laughs> yeah. And so, I don't know. I mean, I, uh, it's really fun, you know, and the, the, I think at the center of the show is our relationship. And then we, we have interesting guests and talk about cool yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what, my favorite thing about the show so far is that. You like it seems like you put your son in a position to like I don't know like succeed succeed or like utter a profundity like he said a thing in the evolution episode where he says like yeah I learned more about evolution in an hour and a half standing outside of a bar than I did yeah. throughout my school experience I'm like that's you could put that on a bumper sticker that, that yeah yeah and that, so and I wasn't even there for that I was do, I was off on a journalism assignment my producer took him down to the bar awesome and he hung out and interviewed these evolutionary biologists I wasn't even in on that like he I was, was I was killed it like, yeah he, that was the, I mean he could uh, frankly they could there could be more uh, I I, yeah. tr- I try to have um occasional like segments that I'm not in yeah 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 um, because he's just, you know, he's very good at what he's doing and he's like, and he's natural. And do you feel like w- when you're there, it precludes some degree of him being natural? No. Okay. No, he's really good. At, he knows what he's doing. Right. That, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm proud of him, you know, he's really yeah, yeah. good at it and it's like, and it makes it easy to work with cause he shows up, plays his part, does his thing. Yeah. Uh, and 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 is really like you know I think he's having fun and that's that's and it sounds to me like he's having fun. It's a fun it's a fun show to listen to. Can you give us any uh, preview as to where we're headed in season two? Yeah, I mean it's more of the same. Like you know, there's a there's some hands on episodes. Like we took like a carpentry lessons, cool. and like other like a, we did did some metal smithing and stuff. Whoa. Um, and there's uh, some hands-on, learn some guitar, right. uh, a couple of, couple of things like that. And then there's also like episodes where we just go, we're doing one where we just inter- interview, we destroy on the na- culture of Native Americans in Phoenix because I grew up there. And so like it's so, huh. it's so it's a mix of like 
ac- more academic type topics and then more sort of hands on. We're doing we're doing a yoga episode. Rad. So it's gonna it's it, it's good. It's going well. It's like continuing. I mean, yeah. I don't, I don't think you're gonna run out of uh, blind spots on the public education system. No, nope. I, I think we, <laughs> I think we could, we could go for <laughs> yeah. as, long, as, as long as they want the show. I'll keep doing it. Are you willing to play a game on Telefriends? Cool. Yes, of course. I'm right. a, I'm a I'm a champion game player. Oh, that's true. It's like fuck. Let's talk about that after this. Well, we don't have to. I'm so I'm, I'm fascinated so, by it. Right, you. Have I'm no so interested. Like, we I'm didn't so, play catch growing up. We played Trivial Pursuit. Like I know. I'm so interesting. Yes, I know. <laughs> but all right. But wait, wait. So so what's the game? What's the game? Well, it goes like this. Welcome to another episode of Name That Film! I'm your host, Boner T. Wild, and as always, if our contestants are unable to make up a name for the film I describe, I will be dismantled into component parts. Let's begin. A young vampire's ghoul friends have some suspicions about one of her two persistent suitors, but can they stop him before he steals her unbeating heart? All right. 30 seconds on the clock. Contestants at the ready. Let's name that film. Name that film. I, I don't even remember what it said. Uh, <laughs> it was a vampire with his ghoul friends, and they're going to steal his heart. Shit. Oh, no, I got it. Okay. I got I got it. So um, let's call it uh, Ghoul's Night. Oh, Ghoul's Night is good. <laughs> I like ghoul, Ghoul's Night Out. Ghoul's Night Out. I'm in. Or Ghoul's Night In. I'm out. No, I think just Ghoul's Night. Either Ghoul's Night or Ghoul's Night Out. Right on. B- Boner T. Wild is spared. Is that your is that your uh, your character that you do? No, that's a caller. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> what the hell is what? What, you, what is this? This is Telefriends, man. I've like I've like I've stumbled into some like weird slacker wormhole. That's <laughs> we we uh we put our phone number on. Uh, Everywhere we knew about on social media, and we were just like, no, I love it message. because it's like, oh wow, people are still weird. Yeah, for sure. That's good. I was worried that people had stopped being weird in that sort of. Well, we felt like you know, like, like you we were talking about, they might be giants. Earlier, it's like uh, dial a song doesn't really exist anymore, and like weird personal ads are like not popping. Like, so we're like, there's there needs to be an outlet for stuff. Like All right, that. yeah, people needed people still needed to call in. Um, how did you end up on Jeopardy? Was this I like- auditioned? Oh, I work? took a test and I passed it, and I auditioned, and I they called me and asked me to come be on the show. Wow. I, I wasn't, you know, I'm not, I wasn't too famous for them. I'm not. Like, so it wasn't celebrity. No, no, Jeopardy. it was like I was in the real game, man. Shit. In the real, I was, I was, I was in the shit, and uh, <laughs> it was, uh, it was great. It was great. I loved it. My thing is, I can't ever do the math, like. I don't get how people. Yeah, I got. I bombed out at the end. I got tired, and I made. I made a bad um, bet at the end, and I lost yeah. it. But I won three games. That's amazing. So I didn't totally, totally. Um, even if you, even getting on the show is a, is just an amazing accomplishment. People, yeah. The people I know who I've who played been on Jeopardy, and I have a lot of friends who've been on Jeopardy, are just such smart and interesting people. So that's really cool to have that community. Can you tell me if did you film three shows in a row like? That uh, yeah, day? it's all in one. They tape it all in one day. Shit. So, so it's uh, a week of shows in one day. Well, yeah, it? yeah, Monday through Friday, and so and I had to sit there for a day when my dame didn't get called, and then I had to come back the next day. Wow. And I sat, so I sat through six games before they. I got the coach put me in, <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I did it. It was hard. It would have been eaten. I, you know, it was really hard, but uh, I pulled it off. Yo, it's a tightrope, man. Th- did you have to hit a half court shot? 
like in what yeah like i had a moment in my, fir- in my first game where i was way down and if i didn't hit th- i hit the daily double and if i missed oh, it did you do a true daily double yeah i had to oh, that's awesome i had to i was down i was way down and so i, I bet it all got it right fuck and that's just, lifetime and, dream and, 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 and i hit uh, yeah that was the clutch shot i had I, I missed a couple of daily doubles yeah i missed a couple yeah, but you're a guy who could like go to your grave being like, "I hit a true daily double." Like that's like, I don't know. oh, I did it. Yeah, I did it, and that's why. And that and that was the, yeah, that was the great. Well, the greatest moment was winning, but that moment where I hit <laughs> where I hit the shot. Yeah. When I hit the shot, I was like, oh. Do you remember the? I do you remember the, the answer? Yeah, it was like four letter U.S. cities. Whoa. And uh, the question, this was, was like. Was it Nome? Was the answer no, Nome, no, Alaska? no. It was like, this, it's the second biggest city on the big island of Hawaii. <sighs> and I was like, and I and I was like, what is Hilo? And oh, I got it right. That's yeah, I was amazing. like, oh, Hilo, Hawaii was a four letter Hawaii Shit. city name. And I guessed, but I got it. That's and a tricky one because there's a lot of four letter, four letter Hawaii things. Like I, Mau- Maui is yeah, four letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I got it. I didn't say Maui. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, so that was a, that was a great, that was a great moment in my life for sure. Damn, man. Well done. Hi, dudes. Um, I was just, uh, going to talk about parenting real fast and say that, um, every time somebody says the word parent, uh, in my brain, I automatically go, it's a parent, you're a parent. And I just realized when I looked it up that that's a reference to the great Bill King, author of The Family Circus. Um, it's apparent you're a parent with a recurring strip in the comic, uh-huh. um, which covered such topics as when your remote control is covered with grape jelly, it's apparent you're a parent, <laughs> or when you have four separate playing cards that can't make one full bet, yeah. it's apparent you're a parent. Um, how about when your p- predominant perfume is peanut butter? I A U A P. And uh, how about when the hanky you brought with you for the evening, as you do, has Dora the Explorer printed on it? It's a parent. Also, You're a parent. To have your most cherished Christmas tree decorations be green and purple construction paper chains. That is hilarious. And when the most important thing about the new neighbor is their teenage daughter. Anyway, have fun being a parent. It's a parent. Talk to you later. Thanks. Um, it's a parent. I'm a parent. I feel like. Do you feel like Bill Keen and Family Circus are like? maybe unfairly maligned like, i don't know you know i grew up in phoenix and yeah. he's from phoenix and yeah, yeah. so like there was an ice cream parlor we used to go to called the sugar bowl and it had like and it was like it was you know bad like ice cream and like with a goop all over it but it was an old school like ice cream parlor yeah, yeah. and uh the walls of the sugar bowl were covered in bill keen cartoons awesome. so the family circus is lame as hell yeah. Don't get me wrong, but I have sure. these fond memories of Bill Keen and like uh because of the Sugar Bowl. But other than that, I would say like I mean, come on. 
Billy, Dolly, Jeffy, Jeffy. PJ, <laughs> the ghost, I don't know, and not me. I mean, it's just so. That's, that's, this is like an encyclopedic knowledge of Family it's Circus. It's just, I know Family Circus. Yeah, I, mean, I read it every day when I was wow. a kid. He's from Phoenix. So he was like literally like, they might, sometimes they put Family Circus on the front page of the newspaper. So that he was a pride. He was the pride and joy of downtown Phoenix and Scottsdale. So, the, yeah. The, the, the guy from my hometown is uh, Jack Davis, the Mad Magazine illustrator, Jack Davis. Oh, that's, that's, he's much hipper than Bill. Oh, for sure. The, the thing about um, the family circus that was a little corrosive was they, they had four kids, yeah. right? And um, obviously anyone's allowed to have as large a family as they want, but fam- <laughs> four kids is not a recipe for happiness unless you're super rich. Right. Then you can, you know, you know, or like have a very simple lifestyle. You know, it's like, it's yeah, like, yeah. I generally like, I find that the more kids you add, the more, the more, uh, chance for for chaos it brings huh it's fun to have family gatherings where like yeah, there's yeah. lots of kids running around and they belong to different people <laughs> Fair enough. everyone has one or two or three or right. something but yeah I, don't know. I, I whatever i i i have a rat but but you know obviously like that's the thing it's like and it's not that they had four kids that's fine but it's that they had four kids and we're just like every it's <laughs> Here we are living in living in paradise. That, yeah, I like the ones. My, I like the it's ones. A little wholesome we, for my case. Where too. we trace Jeffy's steps, where we're finding his path. Oh, Jeffy! He's always into something. Jeffy stepped in the dog poop again. <laughs> Traipsing it all over the yard. So we we have this. We have a, another a recurring feature on mm. Telefriends mm. that uh, it's called Jam In Jam Out, right? Okay. Where um, somebody calls in. With a song or something in mm-hmm. this case, which is this is a weird one. I'm going to tell you off the bat. Great. Uh, <laughs> um, somebody calls in with something that's their jam, and in response, the hosts of Telefriends give a return jam. I have can, to sing. No, you can just like be like, "I'm into this song" or whatever. Okay. Um, or whatever. In this case, it's a movie. Oh. But uh, I don't want to give any more. All right. All right, all right. Bo Hi. and Neil. That is Will. Welcome aboard, Neil, my dude, Bo. Yeah, you're doing great. Called in to talk about parents. And I wanted to know, specifically from you two, since you're both people, writers, as it were, that cater in fiction and nonfiction, what the best parenting advice is in this scenario. When I was growing up, my dad used to say things like, Hey, Will, do you know what dog shit smells like? And I would think and say, uh, yeah, Dad. He goes, that's how your breath smells right now. Mm. When I graduated from college, he was like, hey, this is so fucking great. Uh, we didn't even think you were going to make it out of high school. That's okay. And all these like, brutal truths <laughs> that my dad relayed are, we're endearing now, but uh, a little harsh. So as a parent, should you spice up the fiction a little bit? to make things a little more palatable for your kids or should you just deliver them the fucking blood curdling honest truth yikes well leave them impact i guess because i still remember that shit he said so there's that uh-huh. i look forward to hearing from both of you about it but also i have a gmn okay which is just the quote from our dude randy quaid and the forgotten masterpiece film parents and it's the quote where he's like there's one place we gotta be scared of champ play it with love 
Sorry, guys. I look forward to hearing uh, maybe a jam out quote in response sure. about parents. Neil, have fun. Good luck. Bo, love you. Casey, kiss that baby some more. Bye. So that was Will. I don't understand what's going on. Um, and, but that's okay. I can uh, give you some backstory. No, I don't want that backstory. All right. But uh, he sounds like a nicer guy. So, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I always like the um, parenting scene in Parenthood where Steve Martin has the fantasy yeah, yeah. that his son is ca- making the winning catch or something. And he's like, and he's, and, he, and then he, uh, or no, not that he's making the winning catch, that he wins some kind of award and he gets this, you know, he's thanked, he thanks his dad at graduation. I love that. Right. I love that. That, 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 <laughs> that, that like captures it perfectly for me. Fair. Is Parenthood the movie and Parenthood the show? Are they related canonically? Well, I mean, they're like a cultural property that are shared, but Parenthood the movie is was you know just a just a delightful, uh, yeah, delightful and and classic Hollywood comedy. Whereas Parenthood the TV show is like a very maudlin and strange. I haven't seen the show and I haven't thing. seen the movie yeah. since I was a kid. Yeah, I just it was like I left an impression on me about how a dad should be. Yeah, I mean. Can always be aspired to kind of to be a dad. Like I don't even think Steve Martin is a dad, but I'm sure you know that the dads he plays are always great. Yeah, but in terms of like how to give your parent your kid advice, um, I I think that um, it's okay to okay, like the thing about you. We didn't think you're gonna make it out of high school. He's just giving you. He's just giving you shit. Right. You know the other thing is a little weird, but uh, the dog the shit breath. But it's not like <laughs> it's it's you know it's not it's not out of bounds. You know, and so. Um, so, you know, I think being honest with your kids is good for the most part. You don't want to, like, tell them they're worthless, but you also right. don't want to constantly tell them they're awesome. Right. Because how will you learn? Yeah. So it's like, you know, try to, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, if there's a harsh truth to be handed down, then sometimes you do, but that's... Right. Rarely the case. Yeah. So yeah, I, I I think I think there's a balance. You don't you don't want to sugarcoat things. Do you have a do you have a do you want to hear this Randy Quaid quote? Do you have a jam out for this? For Did we hear it yet? No. Here here it is. Oh. Come on, sport. It's super weird. I'll carry it. I also have never seen this movie. Mm. Parents. What's the matter? Huh? You're not scared of your room, are you? Will sent me this MP3 file to the telefriend's Gmail inbox. Michael, the cellar's dark. Your room's dark. Everything's dark at night. Pretty soon we'll turn off all the lights and it'll be dark everywhere. You really like the dark, don't you, Michael? You can be yourself in the dark. But you know... There's one dark place that we have to be very careful in. Do you know where that is? So that's from the movie Parents <laughs> that I've never seen, starring Randy Quaid, who, by the way, I want back as a as a cultural figure. Well, he's gone. There's probably a reason why that movie's not very popular. For, for sure. I mean, I feel like we're missing a crucial component of it. Too. Well, like, uh, that that feels like something of the '90s, you know, kind yeah. of that weird kind of Lynchian surrealism. There is more of that in the culture than than there is now, although I, it might be. It's coming back a little. Maybe, bit. maybe, maybe coming back a little bit back in vogue. So, um, which is good. And uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I have a jam out to that. 
you know, I, you know, I, I always kind of as my, as a, I'm trying to model myself parent wise on like, you know, lovable and goofy, grumpy sitcom patriarch types. You know, I think that's really a, that's the way to go. Like, can you give me an example? Like, I don't know. Like, I mean, we all have these. You know, the, the thing is, like, the, there is some truth to the sitcom dad sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So just like you know the dispensing wisdom tripping over the dishwasher you know that kind of that kind of stuff right, right nothing right, right. fucked up though <laughs> nobody's mr cunningham i don't think no well he was a how you know he was a very special special especially <laughs> jolly jolly gent um let's hear let's let's hear from 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 nikki from brooklyn yeah what's up tell friends what's up um i just want to call and discuss the subject of children briefly uh i've been stuck in this weird middle place where I have a kid or actually a girl and she's two and a half and you experience this like constant push and pull of like guilt that you're like not observing or not like getting as much out of the experience as you should be because you know how fleeting it is and I'm wondering if anyone out there in telefriends land struggles with this as well and if there's like a some sort of I don't know, platitude or something you could direct me to to help pick the times when you should sort of stop everything you're doing and pay attention because you're actually getting to see life happening in front of you in a way that you don't really get to in a lot of other circumstances. Or if it's something you should be doing all the time, like getting out of your life completely and like spending all your time looking at this thing, passing through time. Um... I don't know. I'm hoping that if uh, parental expert Neil Pollock is on the show, that he could shed some light on this topic. That, that's a Sincere. really, really profound observation about the fleeting nature of time. Uh, and, but I would say that if you care already this much about your daughter, I'd say you're observing her plenty. Right. Um, you know, look, we can't stop living our lives just because we become dads. We have to move on in the world and do some things. And moms, too. And moms, yeah. too. Parents. And... Um, and, uh, you know, you, if you're observing your kid and you're caring this much, then you're, then you're good. You know, it is true. Life is fleeting life. And that's kind of bittersweet. You're not going to see everything that happens in your daughter's life. It's just not possible or healthy to do that. And what, you know, and, but she's all, you know, all you got to do is check in for a few hours and enjoy that part of your day. And then, you know take some vacations <laughs> you know it's like it's okay it's okay we're fine you're a good dad it's all good she loves you thanks for the call nikki from brooklyn so the reason you're here is that casey my usual co-host is out because he's had a baby that's the thing his wife had a baby right yeah his wife had the baby he has a, he's a new father he's holding the baby oh that's great um that's the first few weeks are so great <laughs> if the baby if the baby's healthy i mean it's a lot of work but they're so they smell pretty good when they're they're new you know? yeah so, they're so cute Casey, by the way has and a you, beautiful baby like, yeah and you know you know and you're like you have an excuse not to leave the house and you're just in it you know yeah, it's man. really it's really cool it's awesome to those first few weeks are great and then you know it has its ups and downs after that but so uh so there's been a some sort of like so this is episode I think four of Casey's absence. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, some like yeah. So you're getting different people to fill right, in. Right, different people are coming in. Yeah. Um. This is a. 
here's this is a caller who 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 who's who who wants that. Hey, Telefam, it's Rachel. Hello. Uh, I've really been enjoying the uh, most recent episodes with the guest host. Not to say that Casey is not always great at his job, but I know he is caring for a little one, so like excusable absences. Um, I have two questions, or a two-part question. Part one is, uh, what are the qualities in a person that makes them a good ho- uh, co-host temporarily to be on Telefriends? Do they just riff really well with Bo? Uh, are they, like, strikingly good-looking? Like, what's going on? Uh, part two of that question is, how does a lady like myself get to be a co-host on Telefriends? Is there, like... A weird handshake I need to learn? Is there a blood pact or like some weird hazing ritual? Uh, let me know. Holler at your girl. Bye. Thank you for your call, Rachel. Uh, in, Neil, in Neil's case. You want me to holler at your girl? Yeah, by all means. Hey, hey girl. <laughs> uh, shit. Um, it really, it, uh, how do you get to be a host on co-host on telefriends is either like i randomly send you an email and you agree to yeah, it that's what happened you're awesome with, that's that's what happened with me um i was like yeah okay i'll do it why not thank I, you again um, all right i'm not going to the east side you got to get a little more central but i was like yeah all right what the hell so yeah i my thing is i don't know exactly what casey's time frame is so uh instead of that and i'll say rachel our people will be in touch with your people mm. I think Rachel. I think if you really, if you're serious about like bringing in new co-hosts, you're yeah. gonna have to actually have an application process. Yeah, probably a screening. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying Rachel kind. wouldn't be good. She could be very good, but uh, yeah. but you know, you you, I, I'm a professional entertainer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so like, I can step in. I'm not gonna be to everyone's taste, but I can step in and be like, <laughs> all right. I, I, you know, but you're so, going to get this show on the road. Well, yeah. So I'm just saying, like, I, 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 and also, like, doesn't everybody just have their own podcast? Now? I think at this point, yeah. So Rachel, you know, could always do her own too. I know it takes a while to build an audience. It does. Yeah, I know. Believe me, believe me. So we have a call about a. a, a, a it's, it's only maybe tangentially related, but it's a funny story. And I'm in yeah. I was at a cafe today, as is my want, and a fellow was talking to the barista about his uh, hobby or possibly career as a beekeeper. Awesome. Uh, she said that she had some childhood issues with bees that uh, somehow led to daddy issues. Mm. Um, she was sure to inform everyone that she was, despite this, very good in bed. The uh, fellow told her a story about having to go to the post office to get a package of bees. Uh, very uh, nervous postal employees, very eager to get this buzzing box taken away. The barista then related that her brother had uh, at one point swallowed a bee. Another stranger at the cafe uh, wanted to talk about stings. Uh, I said that the bee sting is not actually as uh, bad as you think. It's more like a stubbed toe, except the well lasts a while. And the stranger had uh, stepped in a hornet's nest at one point. And uh, the the barista suggested that perhaps she could get over her phobia by stripping naked and being covered in bees, mm. which led to a ne- uh, lecture. Immersion therapy. In uh, what exactly alarms a bee, or uh, you know what what they'll just sort of let pass, and this how is, apparently this being is naked the greatest conversation bees. of all time. <laughs> apparently, you need to be told this is a bad idea. Mm. That's some real man on the street shit right there. That's yeah, a, that's that's a pretty good story actually. Yeah, that's a really funny story. That's I mean, a, that's and the thing is because it sounds like that probably is the conversation that actually happened. You know, there was yeah. no, you know, it was just a very uh, you know, I, I can't imagine that you know where that took place. Seems like a 
seems like something Portlandy. Yeah. Do you have Portland. a lot of that? Where do your caller? Who's listening to your call? Our, the epicenters of our callers are either uh, are, are are the in the the triangle of fucking Portland, Austin, and Brooklyn. So mm. like, it could be in any one of those. The places. hipster sinkhole. The hipster yeah. Bermuda triangle. It really is. And you fly, yeah, and then you just disappear. There should be a monorail. Yeah, yeah just, we can just keep exchanging, driving up one another's real estate values. Maybe it really is the th- maybe yeah. a branch up to Denver. <laughs> so, um, Neil, Paul, yeah, I want to thank you for being here. Oh yeah, yeah, um, it was fun. Yeah, thank you so much for for joining us. Uh, that's it's fantastic that you even agreed to do this. Yeah. Um, I also want to thank uh, Taku for the use of our theme song, supposed to do off the album "Do What You Love." I want to thank my, uh, my buddy BJ for letting us use this space. Um, and to remind your listeners, our listeners, I want to thank our callers. I want to thank our listeners for listening. Uh, I want to remind you that you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can tell a friend about telefriends and therefore sustain us as a podcast. And as always, leave a message at 304-518-JAMS. Um, we have one last call. Yep. Uh, and it's another game. And this one has like production value. So... This is a thing. I don't know. I mean, I probably should have listened to some episodes before Maybe. coming in. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Are you familiar with Dungeons and Dragons? Of course, I played it as a, as a youth. Okay. Prepare yourselves for a world of fantasy and adventure. Welcome to TFD and D. Thank you. Bo, you are Stonan, chill-ass Broberian of the Wolven Steps. All right. Neil, you are Chongo Many Rips, cunning cutpurse hailing from the Straits of Comp Town. We rejoin <laughs> our right. heroes as they attempt <laughs> to enter the halls of Hijink, impeded by a prose-loving gravelly guardian. As Stonan whistles a haunting melody, yeah. Chongo whispers delicate nothings into the statue's ear. A mere ruse, it turns out, meant to distract it from a hidden blade stuck into its stony spine. The legendary blade, Resonator II, Dirk of Bongly Judgment, shatters in Thrain as it hits the homunculus's hardened hide, but cracks appear across its craggy countenance. The creature cackles. My riddle succeeds. My hints ignored. Your prose poor. High cougars attack. With this, the statue's skin continues to crack, crumbling and falling away. A trio of ferocious high cougars springs forth from its remains, their five, seven, and five claws glinting menacingly in the moonlight. Blazit, fourth of twenty, notable hedge wizard, shakes himself free of his visions and speaks. Oh, I knew this would happen. The high cougars snarl and pounce. What do you do? All right, Jesus. So you're a you're a cut purse, a cunning cut purse. Mm. You've stabbed. Uh, this is the the third episode of of TFD and D. This is the third time this gentleman has called in with a uh, continuing Dungeons and Dragons scenario where mm. you and I have to have to. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, so so I'm being attacked by by high cougars. Yeah, you stabbed a statue in the back in order to gain entrance into a temple or something mm. and. That pissed him off. Oh, yeah. Well, that would. Yeah. It would um, make sense. You know, I mean, 
I imagine that I'm pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. You're stealthy and fast. I can I so I can like zip up the side of the column. Okay. And jump down onto one of their backs and then slit its throat. Okay. That's what I would do. You would slit the throat of a high cougar. Yeah, and then let the, let you deal with the other two. Right. I as, you just smoke them with your sword. Don't I'm be a wimp. Stone and the Brobarian. Come on, man. Uh, just knock them. Just you know, I'll get one. You get two. And I'll take 60% of the gold. Okay. Because Fair it was enough. my idea. Uh, I look to... to, to, to All right, so it's going to happen. You, I look We're... to the statue crumbling apart, and I'm enraged by this, uh, what I perceive to be a missed opportunity. And so I, too, head into the fray of high cougars. Yeah, just take them down, man. Yeah. That's what I would do. And then, you know, hopefully... After that, you take the, the loot, and then you head back to the tavern for some ale... Get some ales out of the deal. Yeah, and then like, then like take a couple months off and like and and play play an, another game, like a game within the game. You could do that, like you know the yeah, or you like you just you just like literally like there's a sub game where for a couple of months you can just like you're a carpenter or something. <laughs> you can just make shit because you know you need that when you're a you hero. You Nobody ever just kicks it in D and D. Well, no, you don't kick. You need you need the time away to. Heal and to yeah. think, and then then you went then you then when you're ready, you hop on the horse, and you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, head off to fight the orcs or whatever. I don't know, Jesus Christ! <laughs> thank you for being here, Neil Pollock. Uh, again, can't thank you enough. Yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for calling. Three, four, five, one, eight, jams. Oh, I poke the no no when they scold her with your pedal. Rigor mortis after credit, seen no data on electro. Pooter up the belly, are the Kelly, make a mecca loud. Get up, get up, get up, She said, Marty Pop is Marty, this goofy rapper Wooter. Nelly, she forced one on me, I call him Lips as Troopers. I'm reluctant, she wants something, I know I can give her love. Slubber Donnie, but the Glover dug her young and sucking up the air. We catch the fairy, met that kitty, leave me to her. Getting naked in Kama Sutra Shuffle past, shuffle back Huffing gas, muffin top I know you spot that come and go We're pumping at a curve Then she texts me thirsty Next day asking about our future I know Cleo, I just me on No trap, me no lucre That's on just my foot No shirt That bullet call me Superman Best I detest, don't need this Try me best not to confuse her Then she go loco blog And a post and a label And me an abuser Like fuck that fucking fucky Fucking suck And he nothing but a loser I no shadow Vincent Gallo Girls just keep on Pass around that rumor like the election play you preachy. Oh, I put the no no in this logo with your pedal. Rick and Morty, Seth Detroit, and see no data when I let go. Buddha, Rep, Belly, Arthur Kelly, make the metro loud. Get up off that, get up off that, let go of my ego now. Oh, I put the no no in this logo with your pedal. Rick and Morty, Seth Detroit, and see no data when I let go. Um, another scrap this. I got to start over. This is such a goddamn weird story.